0: This is live Women Authors of Achievement podcast episode 70 with guest Susanna Kim. Hello everyone, I'm your host Darius Savorova, and welcome to the show. For this episode, I sat down with Susanna Kim at Friendspace in Kreuzberg, Berlin to record with a live audience. By day, Susanna is leading brand and PR efforts at exciting projects like Kitschkrieg, expanding their brand to new markets. By night, you can find her playing house music in Berlin's top clubs like Renate and Katerblau. Susanna's career decisions were often based on her curiosity and desire to do something different. Today we discuss her journey in the music industry and how she balances her day job with her passion for music. We speak about all the hard work behind the scenes and ponder about vulnerability, self-love and forgiveness. So what do you do when your heart is beating for two things? If you're curious about how to balance your passions, tune into this episode, don't forget to rate the show on your favorite podcast platforms and share it with your friends. wow welcome everyone this is so exciting hello who's been here in march for the two-year anniversary event a few people but there's a lot of new people and who's the regular listener of wa podcast (gasps) yes oh my god this is so exciting thank you so much so like you were like used to the fact that i talk for like an hour 40 minutes so you're okay with that right yeah cool This is really amazing to see everyone here. Thank you so much for coming. And I think we're blessed with amazing weather, perfect setup. You know, all stars are aligned. We have, like, all the right people in place for this evening to happen. And this is going to be a really good conversation. I'm so much looking forward to this. And it's the first time, actually, that the podcast, so it's going to be our 17th episode. Oh, I like that. And this is the, yeah, right? It's a nice number. Exactly. Um, and this is, but this is the first time actually that Women Authors of Achievement podcast is hosting a live podcast. So for me, this is a very interesting experience to not sit with the guests. And usually, it's a very interesting experience. We're in the studio. I always record in the studio with the person. We have a very intimate environment. It's just me and the guests. It's just the two of us. It's usually late in the evening, and uh, there's so much openness and trust being built in the room. You know, this is very special to share this experience, which is, as I said, sometimes very personal and intimate now with the audience. And I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm excited. I'm thrilled. And I think this is going to be really good give me a hint if you think uh, this is going well (laughs) and (laughs) yes and the show of course will be recorded so we have the live audience and then it will be recorded and released on the show as well so you can share it with your friends or we can listen to it again i won't (laughs) (laughs) Uh, bring this lady another glass of wine So, yes, a few things maybe before we start is a huge thank you because, you know, thank yous are amazing. And this is uh, all happening because of a number of people being involved. First of all, friends of friends, uh, wonderful Timmy, Garrett, and the rest of the friends of friends team for allowing us to be here and hosting us. It's such a great space. I mean, we all love coming back here. It's so nice and cozy in winter and summer. It just feels right. To amazing friend and artist Sabella, Garcia Cuesta, who will who will share a few words afterwards uh, but she's the one who said also yes let's do this event together and she did amazing art part of the evening which we're all gonna get to know later today very also very interesting topic of self-love vulnerability So you will talk about it later, but thank you. Daniel from PodFest Berlin and team, thank you for being here. Last time I didn't have any technical support (laughs) and oh boy, like, oh boy, this was a wild ride. You're amazing. Thank you so much. I just, I never felt so calm in my life uh, having you there with your headset um, listening to this the amazing lemonade and charity who uh, actually sponsored the drinks today justa who were sponsoring the amazing delicious food and snacks we had at the beginning of course as always nature's calling with the natural wine we have riesling pet nut enjoy it all feel free to refresh it it's actually like you're not gonna have any headaches afterwards i've checked it many times we have a uh, nail polish also being sent by jenny who was also on the show uh We have a few on the table but also it's a complimentary to everyone so when you leave you know or or somewhere at the entrance we're going to have them so you can grab your favorite color and just you know enjoy painting your nails and then we also have my inner health club and Annie here who was also on the show who will do a surprise giveaway we're going to talk more about that that's really fun part so let's see who's the winner today and last but not least I mean Amazing team who's supporting today and Anna making the photos. Anna, I mean like your photo is just breathtaking and the way you capture moments. Thank you for doing this again. Yeah. So over to our conversation, Susanna, and uh, let's get it started. Your story is very interesting because I felt we're very different in the way that we are come from completely different industries. We do very different things, but yet... I feel every time so aligned with you and I completely feel like the life you're having because you have a, your day job. You're a Comson and brand director. You're currently working at Kieskrieg and you're doing the brand expansion. So you have a day job. And the fascinating part, in the night, you know, you're a DJ and you're like this amazing How You know, I've danced to your music and I know it's great. And you're playing <laughs> at Renate at Katerblau. And for me, I was like, "Who is this woman who is like has a day job, and then at the night she's playing in Berlin nightclubs? Like, who is this power woman? Like, how does she manages? I need to talk to her." <laughs> so we're gonna talk about it today. Yes, let's and do it. And everyone is curious because all of us want to do like thousands of things. Um, so maybe you can share how how you what's
1: your secret sauce? <laughs> I'm happy to share everything I know. But first of all, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's a real honor to be here with you. Yeah, I'm pretty surprised that so many people want to know more about that. So let's get into that. Let's get into it. But tell
0: me first, yeah. I mean, for everyone to get to know you a little yes. bit. Um, tell me, you were growing up in the suburbs of Cologne can you tell me about a little bit of your background and how you even got into classical music because that's also one of the first like steps into the that
1: brought you to Djing, right? So tell yeah, me yeah more. more or less I would say yeah. So first of all, I have to correct and say I was not born in the suburb of Cologne. Oh, I sure. mean you know like orange and stuff. So I'm coming from the uh, so-called Ruhrgebiet. I don't know if you know this part of Germany. it's in the western part. And a very. very just stopped on Cologne. Um? That's why I just was like, Cologne. Cologne, it's like the Western part, it's Cologne. <laughs> <laughs> and I grew up in this, I was born and grew up in this very, very small town. In fact, we weren't, but it felt like we were the only Korean family, like the only Asian family in that small town. So that for sure was something in my, you know, when growing up, it did something to me, I would say. And then... As I said, I'm Korean. I have Korean uh, roots. Um, and obviously Asians are really into classical music. So my parents were as well. And yeah, this is how everything started. They put me in this, I don't even know the English term for it, but even before you go to school, you go to this music education for kids thing. Yeah, kind of, a, you know, like where you're just dancing around, you know, just having fun a little. So this is where it all started. It's kind of... Um, Pretty common musical education thing in Germany, I would say, and yeah, this is how yeah I started playing this uh, the flute and you know all these kind of things, and uh, that lasted for quite a long while. And um, of course, classical music is not everything. So you start explore I don't know like pop music and everything else and you but, know. but that's why
0: I was curious because I mean you had an incredible journey in career as a comms and branding expert and you were in working for like about five years into automotive uh, industry yes. so why do you think that and you mentioned that it's part of your trade that you always wondered if there's something else for you and uh, do you think this was Again, your personality, those were life circumstances where you were just not settled. Maybe you were not happy where you were, but why you always felt there is something else you can do. There is something else for you
1: on the side. I think f- looking from today on my journey, it looks like I, I knew kind of there is something, but I wouldn't say that. I, I It's just, you know, with the whole DJing. So let's say music was always something I was interested in. And it just happened, you know, so when you have something, I don't know, like you love reading books, you start, you know, buying a lot of books and do that stuff. And maybe you just realize, okay, maybe I want to just try write this little story and then you go further and further. But in my case, it was just music. So music was a very dear friend throughout all the years. And, uh, you know. For example, all these parties you you're going to, our friends are having parties. I pretty often ended up as the person taking care of the music because I was done talking. <laughs> and I don't know, like so this is how it all started. And I was always wondering how are people mixing songs together? You know, I mean like, that was and that was your story. Like back in Cologne you
0: said like you were you were like in your pajamas Exactly. Uh, mixing music in your living
1: room and yeah. starting to try to feel the beats, like to try how how it works? No, that was kind of it was it really was something with my pyjamas for sure. So um, (laughs) that was important detail that I remember. PJs are a very important thing in my life, I really have to say. (laughs) So, yeah, as I said, I was always very interested in music. And then I was always interested in the art of DJing. just the question, how are they doing it? So what are they using? You know, so I had this friend in uh, in Cologne it, uh, it was the time when I was living in Cologne. And he's like, uh, yeah, he's also like a DJ, you know, collecting vinyls and stuff. And I remember that I just asked him, could you please show me how you do it? Just, you know, th- the technique behind. So he showed me and this is this is actually how it started. And I just got very interested. So I would say it was an intrinsic motivation behind it, you know, and when I started it, I didn't know where this will end. I really thought this is only me in my PJs, in my living room, just doing it just for fun, you know, not in front of people. This was never planned in front of people, right? you know. So, But then after a while, you, you think, okay, I think uh, I have this nice collection of songs. Maybe I want to share it and see what's happening. So friends are having parties and you start DJing there. And, you know, this is... How everything um,
0: yeah it's 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 organic right and then there was this moment where I found it interesting when your brother said something to you wh- which was whoever lets go has two hands free can you remind me what were the circumstances for him to tell you that and like and the fun fact that you still don't have both of your hands free. like you have <laughs> your hands <laughs> yeah, in maybe jars full.
1: they're pretty full right <laughs> Uh, Yeah, so um, the DJing thing was something, you know, just a hobby, just my personal interest. I did when I had time. So uh, this quote from my brother um, refers to the situation. I was working in automotive industry, in PR, and um, there was the situation of me to decide if I'm going to leave this company or not. So it was quite a while ago. And I was just, you know, I was offered this great job. I always wanted to do it. And the moment... Decision I had to make was like, okay, am I really leaving now? They're offering me something I always wanted to have and I just thought hey, maybe it's time for something new But still I hesitated a little bit, you know, I it wasn't being afraid It was just that I didn't know what's what's coming. I didn't have, you know, kind of like a plan or something And I remember that I called him and he was just saying, you know Whatever you decide, it's just this is my two cents to it, you know, like if you let go of this one thing maybe you have more space in your head and two hands free to do something else, you know, just try out things. Did you listen to him? Yes, I did. And I think it was one of the most important decisions in my life so far because, you know, everything changed. It, it was not that I knew what I was doing. It was just this one decision first. Then I took a time off. I traveled a little bit and I ended up in Berlin and still I'm here, <laughs> you know, like 10 years later. So and in Berlin, a lot of things with DJing evolved very organically. So I think this was important. And before we talk about it, I mean, you also
0: mentioned that throughout your life, your decisions are based on elimination. Yes. And uh, you always know what you do not want to do. Uh, Not that you want to do. Okay, that sounds confusing, but you know what I mean. So how do you apply this strategy?
1: Every day. (laughs) <laughs> like in the you're restaurant, like, so I don't want to go
0: to farmer's market. Let's <laughs> mm, keep <skip> it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know. Like a lot of people, and I kind of envy and admire people who tell me this is exactly what I want to do. You know, like in life, for example. I mean, this is like a huge question, but some people just know. So, for example, I have also a younger sister, and she always knew she's gonna be a makeup artist. You know, like this was her thing, and she worked towards that. You know, and I never had that. So I had situations in my life i don't know for example when i went to university i didn't know okay which subjects will i choose you know so i thought okay this is not it this is for sure not it this would be great But I'm not good at it, so not do it. And then, you know, I ended up with communication science and German literature, (laughs) which I loved. I really have to say, but you know, this is what I meant. Like sometimes it helps if you don't know exactly what you want just to look at. So what is it that you don't want, you know? And I'm for sure using this technique also in restaurants a lot, like. Okay, so the menu is overwhelming. What do I not want to eat, you know? <laughs> and that reduces all the choices I have, you know? And I like, okay, maybe I go for that. I like it. I mean, <laughs> loving it. Like, maybe we should go
0: to dinner together <laughs> sometime. It will be should, easy for sure. <laughs> it will be easy. I mean, you came to Berlin and things started to pick up for you. But how did those venues, those brands started to discover
1: you? How those opportunities started to really formalize here in Berlin? so i have to say or let's say i have to admit that there was in the beginning i didn't have any strategy or thought okay this is a club i really want to play at, or this is something i'm I'm really looking at or something like that it was just even before i moved to berlin uh, i just you know played here and there for friends so i played at this event of my friend two people approached me on that day the one was um, a berlin fashion designer and that led me to this whole fashion show mix, doing mixes for other people thing. And the other person was a, a promoter of a club and she asked me if I want to play at that club. And I said, sure, of course. And she told me that this is like a kind of a new club in Kreuzberg. And uh, that she's she was like, "I'm sure you know." and I said, "Yeah, of course, I know that club, yeah." <laughs> and I to be honest, I didn't know a thing. And uh, yeah, and it turns out that was Prince Charles, and uh, isn't I not it it's isn't it King Charles now? No, 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 it's, it's still been, yeah, okay. it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> so this is how things just evolve. But I really have to say because when you look at all the stuff that happened from today, M- might look like everything happened super quickly, you know, super fast, but that for sure didn't. You know, it was like tiny steps at a time. There was no pressure behind, so it took me quite a while to get, you know, to places I really mm-hmm. wanted to play in the end. And how do you think the this
0: night part of you, the DJ part of you, shaped you? Like, who would you not be if you would never explore
1: this further? Right? Less tired, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. You're like
0: an energy bomb every time I see you. Yeah,
1: it's just, you know, I'm (laughs) pretending. No, (laughs) Uh, no, I I mean, I guess everyone knows this. Every time you leave your comfort zone and you're doing something new, that, of course, does something to you, you know, it shapes you. It's a challenge. And sometimes it's, you know, the outcome is great. Sometimes it's not. everything can happen but of course it shaped me a lot you know i wouldn't know in what way to be honest i wouldn't know how to describe it but it's for sure something you know i would say everything that everyone does you know does shape you or influence you in a way so this of course as well but if it
0: was you know such a important aspect of your life and that you love why don't you want to fully devote yourself to it
1: yeah, a lot of people are asking me this question. And, and to be honest, I there was a time I was really thinking about it, like, okay, it's going really well, I'm I'm playing a lot, so why don't I just, you know, give up everything else and just do this one thing? And I realized that I just didn't want to give up anything, you know? And I wanted to keep both, this is one thing. And the other was, I always wanted to keep this freedom I have in DJing, you know, because... I think this also depends on personality and character. But I would say, in my case, I wanted to be free in terms of where do I play? When do I play? What am I playing? You know, when when I know this is the only thing I'm doing, maybe there will be phases. I'm not, you know, I'm thinking, oh, fuck, I should do that because I have to pay my rent, you know. So I have quite a pragmatic view on that. And then my other job kind of developed in a direction I really liked, you know, so it was kind of, why should I give it up? And I can maybe there's a possibility to combine things, you know, so I just kept both. But the amount of work that goes behind, like balancing that life is huge.
0: So last year, I mean, you said it was quite a lot. And then there was a moment where you were just like, you know, you were going to Mexico and you were just like, I'm really done. I need a rest. Yeah. So, I mean, this is doesn't
1: feel like a well-balanced, healthy life. Well, it depends on the day you're asking me. I mean, we all have, yeah, I mean, it's to be realistic. I mean, you have days and weeks, they're pretty intense. And then you have days and weeks and months, they're pretty fine, you know, and you can balance it. And I guess everyone in this room experienced both, you know, like both phases. And uh, I think looking at last year, I. I just talked uh, uh, with Annie about it. I think last year was very special to all of us and to each and every one of us because it was, you know, this year after the pandemic and everything pretty, yeah, everything happened. Everyone wanted to do everything. So a lot of things happened at once. There was no real time to think about, okay, so now we are back to life and now we can do stuff again. This was one thing. And the other thing was, Of course, it's always my decision of how do I keep this balance, you know? So I guess everyone is also in this or knows the process of saying no to things or saying yes to things. And where is my boundary? What can I do? Do I have enough energy doing this or that? So for sure, I have to sometimes, you know, try to balance it out a little bit more depending on the workload there is. But to be honest, I never was in this phase of my life before where I thought, okay, day job and night job kind of, it makes sense how it is right now. So the amount of work I can, you know, like do in my rhythm with my tempo, you know. So um, I think, yeah, it's kind of a process, but I'm I'm pretty happy right now. It's really cool because I have a day job and that that I really have to say that is not like the classy day job where I have to be somewhere Hmm. at a certain time. Do you 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 think the day job disciplines you to have some kind of rhythm? For sure. Yes. We all or most of us live in Berlin, so we all know how Berlin can be very, you know, like the nightlife can be very attractive, you know. Really? Yeah, sometimes it does. Not sure. I mean,
0: I mean, not many people know (laughs) it. I do my podcast (laughs) and I have
1: a full time job. Is there a nightlife? Am I missing out? (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it is. Of course, it's uh, everyone knows this kind of finding the balance. I guess everyone in this room experiences this a lot. But it's a tough one. Would you recommend, like, having such life? Like, would you look back and tell yourself, like, yeah, let's do it again? I try not to look back too much, but I do. Like, you know, I know it's not good to do that, but I do it sometimes. And I would say, why didn't you do it earlier? (laughs) But it's not that I really would say, is it something to recommend? It's just when you have something you really love to do, just go for it and, you know, just see what happens and when there's a certain situation you think you have to decide for the one side then you will see then it doesn't make sense to think about it now if just start and then you know after a while you will see if there's balance or not and if there's no balance you will figure out a way to have that balance again or just decide for one thing It, it always depends on what is your what are you looking at what is your goal what are you looking for I like it. I mean, even just trying to,
0: you know, check on your own limits, right? To see where that balance stands is a good exercise, like to understand, okay, this is the minimum, this is the medium I can maintain the threshold,
1: and this is the max. Yeah. And also, I really have to say, it's not something that you have when you have two jobs. It's, I know so many people have one job and they're so dedicated to it, you know, and they just give up a lot for it. So I would say everyone has to decide for him, herself, individually, is it what I'm giving? Is it what, I'm, what I really want to do? Yes. You know, And uh, check in with yourself once in a while, I would say. So another topic
0: that's really present today with the Art Expo is the topic of uh, vulnerability and self-love. What is your personal conversation on those topics? And
1: maybe we can start with self-love. Oh, I thought you said, start with vulnerability, because (laughs) there we would have an answer right now. Okay, let's start with vulnerability. I mean, Susanna, you you take this. (laughs) Yeah, to be honest, I really think, and I'm talking about this topic a lot with my friends who are also DJs, that, you know, when you put something out there, and it doesn't matter what, it's, you know what, like you write something, you do music, whatever that there is, you know, I think there are so many different examples for that. I think every time you do it, it's something that makes you vulnerable to people.
0: I don't want to say... You simply don't know if it's going to resonate, if it's going to fire back, if
1: what's going to be the feedback. It's your podcast, you know, I mean, you're putting something out there. I mean, even if it's not you who is answering all the questions all the time, there's something you're doing and you're putting a lot of heart and love and effort in it. And you don't know what's happening, so I would say if you have something you love, you do it anyway. You don't do it for an applause or something, but still, it's you're putting something out there, you know. And uh, I would say I admire all the people who are doing music, standing uh, on the stage and singing, playing an instrument. But I would also say, as a DJ, you know, you're putting something out there. Yeah, and this is something you know that I would connect to this word of vulnerability. In, uh. in speaking of that, I mean, you also switched
0: and started playing more house music, yeah, because that's also very, I would say, probably like a vulnerable move because you never were playing house before. You were mostly like, was it
1: mixes of Airbnb? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it was more in the hip hop culture. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, it, that was kind of a process over a couple of. I wouldn't, yeah, I don't know, a year sounds so super long and I was thinking about it all the time, but it was for sure something that was kind of like a journey. And I think every creative knows this kind of process, you know, you're going through sometimes and to say or to admit to that and saying and to do that and saying, OK, now it's something totally different and kind of starting again all over again was kind of, OK, well, do, do I really want to do it or Am I just sticking to something? But as I said in the beginning, so DJing was something that's based on my intrinsic motivation. So there was something, you know, pushing me to this, hey, if you feel this music more and it's not only a face, then maybe you should just go for it and try, you know. So this is for sure something, yeah, connected to vulnerability. And (laughs) (laughs) self-love. Yeah. The, I feel like the answer
0: is going to be funky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, self-love, a big topic for sure. Also for me, as for everyone else, I think there are different stages and different aspects of self-love. So I think when we treat ourselves with, I don't know, like with the favorite matcha, latte, or something, you know, you're looking forward to for a very long time or a day in the in a spa or something, this is also self-love. But I think what is more challenging for me is just, you know, saying... Self-love is also forgiving, you know, to be forgiving towards oneself. I don't know, you know, just say or accept there are things that just don't go 100%, which is also fine, you know, we're just learning, you know, it's a a process. So there are for sure people who are better with this, but to be honest, in my, as far as I can see, and when I'm speaking to people, everyone has this topic, you know, hustling a little bit with self-love and just, you know, being um yeah forgiving but yeah for sure a big topic but very deep and then the the one
0: thing you said last but not least working on giving more fucks
1: (laughs) sorry like yeah yeah with that i I was like giving more or less yeah exactly no you're right of course giving less fucks you know just you know not caring too much i don't want to say not caring about other people's opinions Of course, they are sometimes also very important, but, you know, maybe it's just, you know, go for it, just do it, try it, and it's better to have something done. What is it there's a saying, like, get it done, 80% is better than just, you know, never get something out. When it's like 100% something like that, I'm not good with these kind of sayings, but you know what I mean. So, yeah, just try, you know, and... But then there comes the
0: part of vulnerability, because yes, you're like, yes, I'm going to give it a go. But I'm creating some kind of value or output that will be judged by people that is going to go through some kind of lens of the viewers of the audience. And that's, you know, there's like those two forces coming from. Yeah, for
1: sure. But the question is, what are you putting out there? And why? What is the reason the intention behind? Is it to have everyone in the room saying this is super, super great? Or is it something that you just feel? And you just wanted to share it with the world, to say it in a dramatic way. But I mean, this is a big discussion, actually, you know, but I guess, uh, yeah, of course, you always make yourself a little bit vulnerable when you put something out there, you know. That's true. So, and uh, there's also,
0: I mean, you were speaking about how it's important for you working with people who share the same direction, vision, and right now you're working at Kitch Creek. Maybe you can share a little bit, a few words. Yeah.
1: Why that project and what are you, what are you doing? So actually, uh, I'm working with Kitschkrieg. I don't know who of you knows. Who knows about Kitschkrieg? Known. It's known. (laughs) Sorry, I had to Google it. (laughs) I was like, who are these guys? Totally, totally fine. What I really, really appreciate. So we started working together. Uh, At that time, I was a freelancer. And we just started. It's kind of like this, hey, um, let's just see where this goes. So I took over this whole topic of uh, collaborations, brand collaborations. And after a while, uh, we started talking about um, how I can be involved a little bit more. So now I'm really, really close to them and work with them on everything around their music, because music wise, they know what they're doing. And in other terms, they also know what they're doing. But meaning there are other parts in the company that I'm trying to help with. And uh, what I, what you were saying uh, with this, I like to work with people who have like this kind of same vision It's just values in life in work, you know, doing things better in a better way, like finding a new approach, or if you feel like there's something I want to change, let's change it, you know, and uh, I like that. It's not this, we always did it like that. So let's keep it. It's when there's something that makes you feel, ah, you know, maybe I want to, try a different angle then that's we are going for that and that i really like and of course they know about me and my uh dj life i couldn't hide <laughs> everyone is like what's your plans for friday night you were like hmm, not gonna reveal no, just it. chill you know just you know recover and then being <laughs> and then they see you behind the decks <laughs> and then like um susana you said you were like taking a bath exactly no of course they knew about it and uh, actually i think that my work as a dj or with music and me being creative in that direction as well of course helps me to have maybe a little bit more understanding of this whole creative process and creativity in general and you know do you feel more (laughs) independent
0: more like powerful given that you have your own like successful project where you're a dj
1: I would say this whole past years also working as a dj of course did something to my you know me being self-confident for sure but in my daily job with them my dj work doesn't play a role so it's not that we of course we talk sometimes about gigs and stuff or they ask me or telling them stuff but this is kind of pretty you know I mean,
0: for me, like, you know, I work full time at Klarna and then I have the podcast. And for me, I feel more independent. I feel stronger because I have my love project, but I also have something I can go to do after work. And it gives the sense of a reason and mission that goes beyond my daily job. I mean, I'm not saying that job should be your like reason and mission in life, but it it is a passion project for me. And that gives some kind of, I've started to feel differently like before and after I started the project. Ah, okay. So I was wondering no, I if you have the same feeling and that's why... I never thought about it. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Have a thought. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, I, it's, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. It's almost there's... You can say no to things more easily. You are not so connected and you're not so anticipating things you're more independent you're more like okay this is my expectations you're better at being efficient but also drawing
1: the lines to things because yeah i totally understand now what you mean and while i was thinking about it now the past minute uh, <laughs> i realized you're totally right the only difference here is so when i started djing or not djing but when i started exploring this big world <laughs> I remember that I was just, you know, looking forward to this, you know, that was my interest. That was what I was doing at home when I was not working. And I was happy with my job and I love my team and, you know, I love being at work, but I was also looking forward to going home and do this. But my daily jobs changed so much throughout the years that now I'm in this very lucky position saying that I really, really love my day job as well because what I'm doing is really cool and interesting for me, you know, and also has a lot to do with music. So I think when I was in different jobs before, the gap or this feeling you're describing was maybe a little bit stronger than now, because kind of even though my DJ job doesn't have to do a lot with my daily job, of course, Yeah, I don't know. There are some connections, of course, you know. Absolutely. I'm just like,
0: the the reason I'm getting to this angle, I'm like trying to inspire people as much as possible to start to do the side entrepreneurship. A hundred percent. To do things, you know, because I meet a lot of people and they're saying like, hey, I don't have time. I don't have energy. But here you are you're the example that it's possible and i mean it can be not for everyone that's totally fine but just giving it a try and experiencing it can open up something completely new i discovered a new person in myself like i became more relaxed calmer because there's so many things happening i have no time to overreact and get stressed i'm just like okay that's totally fine and i just look at people and i'm like i see this potential and i see so many things also from this. Feeling, but also from doing that you can reach when you start this interest, this hobby, this side projects, this passion projects. And
1: looking at, you know, I just trying to like get people really thinking about it. Right? I really want to add something here because the thing is, I think it is exactly as you said, it's like any interest, you know, can it could be something, you know, and it doesn't have to be something like DJing or something in front of people. I really want to stress that out exactly. because I really... I don't know, like, as I said, when I started this, the plan was not to DJ in front of people. It was just because I liked the music and I thought, okay, how can I uh, put this song together with this song, whatever, you know, but it's so important to say, you know, do whatever you want to do. And it doesn't have to be something big. It's just, you know, carry along, like things going to evolve.
0: It might work out, it might not, but you're just going to do this with your full heart and passion. And then you know things start popping up like some natural wines with the live podcast and stuff like that so you know <laughs> never was planned but maybe a, a, like a pre last question to our yes. conversation when we continue this together with everyone over the wines and and lemonades where do you get your source for both that creativity and energy because i'm sometimes searching and i'm lost i'm like where is that energy sometimes it's missing So tell me, what's
1: your secret place? Source of all my energy is sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely recommend sleep. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) And I really have to say, I'm kind of proud now. By now, I wasn't before because there's this German saying, der frühe Vogel, and, you know, all these kind of things. So... um, (laughs) And uh, I realized by now that my skill of I'm, I'm a good sleeper, you know, and I really would say this is like one mm. of my superpowers. Tell me how many hours you slept today. It's like, you know, you just put me somewhere. But today, I, I sleep. It's, it's no problem. Today okay. was pretty hard, but like, oh, you know, normally okay. I'm, I'm a good sleeper. So I really I really have to say again, sleep. Good thing, you know, <laughs> try to get good sleep. So and the other thing is uh, what I what I realized what what I was doing the past years, also during the pandemic, I started traveling. And because I can work remote, it's really great to be in different countries, you know, and to have a different perspective on life on Berlin, and um, to see just other lives happening somewhere else. So this is a lot of inspiration, I really have to say. And then, of course, everything, I guess, you know, you're just walking around and See something that inspires you? I I love reading. Reading is a big thing for me too. You know, the last thing I want to do before I close my eyes for sleep is uh, reading uh, a page at, at least in a book, like analog book. I love that a lot. But yeah, I think um, yeah, traveling is for sure something that helps. Sparks, it's yeah.
0: But I totally feel you on the sleeping part, and it's actually funny because um, I don't know if many listeners know, but I used to be a competitive tennis player. And I used to wake up very early, like five or six a.m. during school, so I had to wake up early before I went to school. It was just particular times, but now it's funny because I really value sleep. So now, if someone like tells me like, let's do yoga or Pilates, like at six on the weekend, something no way, not happening. I'm like, I don't even pick up the. Fo- I'm just like, I literally, I'm like, delete the contact. Like, like snoo. Like it's it scares. Shit out. <laughs> I'm like, no, let me sleep. And I'm like, talk to you after 10 a.m.
1: I yes, agree. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. And I think traveling, meeting people and even being like an introvert. I mean, we spoke about it. You are also an introvert. This is so for oh, sure. Yeah. Um, it's like two introverts. It's so exciting to meet people and to have evenings like this, to talk to one another. And I always tell like, don't be too strategic about like meeting the right person or having something perfect. The moment you bump into people and how you, you know, experience conversations and what it leads, it creates such a beautiful encounters and inspiration. And I try to put myself in the situation where I always meet people who are very different to me and stay outside of this comfort zone, because then, you
1: know, life is too short just to stick to the friends. Let's, you know, let's meet everyone. Let's talk to people on the streets. This is totally great. But I also really have to say traveling also means, you know, not seeing people, (laughs) Which is also very nice. You are nice. you so particular, <laughs> you know, Susanna. Like being uh, okay, you know, I need a break, you know. <laughs> you
0: but yeah, I'm trying to give a less of introverted, more extroverted um, output here. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. don't don't kill my vibe. But never will, never will. <laughs> <laughs> it brings me slowly, steadily to my last question. I actually do feel like there could be many questions that some of you have. I'm are questions allowed? <laughs> That's the thing They are there. <laughs> That's why I know they're probably questions and I would love to integrate them. But the thing is, I think this whole mic situation running around, it's going to end up in an injury. So I do invite you if you do have questions to, you know, to have this afterwards, right, to, to continue this conversation going forward. And if you remember some particular thought or something we spoke about, like pick this up, let's discuss, let's dive deeper into that. But that's for after. And for now, the very last question, which is super exciting that yes. I ask all my guests. Did you get it? Are you prepared? Uh, Are you no, nervous? Of course not, no. <laughs> And the very last question is always about women authors of of achievements. So every guest that I have on the show is a, and every listener of the show is a woman who is a creator of her own achievements, who is the creator of her own life. And the last question is for you to highlight the woman that may be a role model, maybe not a role model for you, but you know that she is a woman, a creator of her
1: own achievements in life. Susanna, fire this... Off. (laughs) I'm really, I really, yeah, I'm I'm really um, curious about uh, what other people are saying or would say here in the room, other people in the room saying this is the right way. But I really have to say, of course, mom first, because I mean, she came to Germany, a country which is not known (laughs) (laughs) in a very small German town being very, you know, Well, let's say there were obstacles. And um, nevertheless, my parents came to Germany. Did they come together or they met? No, they met here. So they started a life here and it was for sure not the easiest one, uh, managing to raise three children. I really looking at that from a today perspective because I realized that at one point that, you know, when we are traveling today, or say, hey, you know, I'm going to live there for a year or something. Let's assume we're going to a country where there's like Internet, let's say. It's quite easy, you know, like compared to, hey, when I'm gone, I'm gone. There's maybe a letter I can send or sometimes I can call someone. So I would say this is something I was really when I think about it, I'm impressed by. And I also have to say, because I remember now that I gave your question a thought that i wouldn't stick to one person or one woman because i really have so many women and i'm so happy and lucky about it Uh, so many women who inspire me who are role models in so many different ways i mean i'm doing so many different things so obviously i have different role models and uh, i wouldn't know where to start and where to end because everyone is giving me so much you know so uh, i'm very happy and thankful for that so i guess all the women (laughs) in my life that's
0: beautiful Thank you for putting it in this way and this makes me super nervous because we're supposed to wrap up the episode and usually <laughs> in the studio, I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm usually doing the short, like wrap up of the conversation and then I hit the stop button and that's And here's no stop button. And there's no stop button after this. <laughs> like I'm like, wow, this is just getting started the evening. Um, no, Susanna, thank you so much for thank being you. my mm. guest on the show. I think this is... <laughs> Really have to say you are the perfect guest for the live podcast and um,
1: oh. <laughs> for maybe you will have other guests and then you're like oh
0: no, <laughs> no, I have to be very diplomatic all my guests are my favorite guests but for the first live podcast I couldn't think of a better person thank to thank you so much for having me really it was and a pleasure for sharing your story I think for me it's always just fascinating to see other women who are doing so many things who finding their balance who finding their like natural element and the way. And um, I learn a lot by listening to you and observing your your life. And I mean, I follow your channels. I follow your career. I learn by how you live. And you live very graciously. You manage to uh, balance those plates uh, very elegantly. And I know a lot of work that goes behind you. And I've seen you a couple of times. Pretty like Angry Bird. <laughs> there is well, that part of you in that. But Sometimes, <laughs> um you go on and you show how things are possible and how things can be done in such a quality way, with a smile, with a great dedication and effort. And thank you so much for sharing your story today with all of us. Thank you
1: for listening. <laughs> Thank you for joining
0: us today. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please don't forget to leave us a review. We're always excited to read them. If you want to interact with us, the guests, or the podcast listeners, then head over to our Instagram page at waa.berlin. And while you're there, make sure to check our webshop. Thank you again for listening, and we're looking forward to being back soon.